You're now listening to Kingdom Empowerment Center's Empowerment Podcast. Praise God this morning. Praise God. Lord, we thank you for being good. Now let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. Lord, you are my strength and my redeemer. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Good morning again, everybody. Thank you for being with us today. God's real good. Hallelujah. Just shake a hand if you can. Come on, let's shake it up a little bit. Shake your hand. (laughs) Do something. Just say, Lord, thank you that you are real good. Come on, lift your hands. Come on, somebody. Lift your hands. Come on, come on. Lift your hands. Before I go into this word, we know Kingdom Empowerment Center, we love to praise God because God is good. This should not stop us because we're in our homes, because situations have changed. We need to still learn how to praise God. We still need to keep on lifting our hands. We need to still lift our voice because God is good. If you're on Facebook, lift your hands and praise God. If you're on Zoom with me right now, come on and give God praise. Come on, lift those hands. I see you lifting your hands on this uh, what you call it on this screen here some of you are lifting hands come on lift your hands give god praise give god praise hallelujah we're on we're on uh uh, facebook we're on facebook today pastor steve i see you lifting those hands with me come on pastor steve that's right come on right there in your home lift your hands somebody give god praise hallelujah is god good Is God good? Come on, somebody answer me. Is God good? Come on, either write it, answer. Is God good? In the midst of this, is God good? It's not just a saying, oh, yes, God is good all the time, all the time. God is good. No, don't just get that as some ritual saying. You need to know for yourself that God is good, still good, real good, Despite everything going on, God is good. He's real good. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Yes, yes, yes. I see the responses. Yes, God is good. That's right. In the midst of this, even today, um, my mother said something. Uh, I was at her house this morning. She said, Lorraine, but, but look at this. She said, you know, at least we have technology. God is good. We've got technology. Imagine during this time that we are locked in our homes and quarantined. Imagine if we didn't even have, if we didn't have technology and the only way we could communicate is through the phone. Oh, come on somebody. But look at this. We can, you can see me and I can see you when we allow you to see each other. We, We can be on Facebook. We can be on multiple streams. We got people that come on here from different States and can get the word. We don't have to be, even though we are uh, physically distanced, as even in Pastor Steve's prayer, even though we are physically distanced, we can still be connected. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. We are still connected today. And that says God is good, real good, still good. We're connected. And so we praise God today for the connectivity through through the airwaves. Even though the enemy is the prince of the year, God is still king of the year. Oh, come on, somebody. God is still king of the airwaves. Hallelujah. 
Ah, somebody says different countries is on here. Well, praise God. God is real good, still good. I just feel like praising God this morning for his goodness and for his goodness, for his loving kindness to the people. For God is still good for his mercy, his mercy, his mercy endureth forever and ever and ever. Goes down from generation to generation to generations. We're not going to be the last generation that suffers a pandemic that suffers something. Other generations have gone through pandemics. Other generations have experienced famine. Other generations have experienced crisis, which I'm going to talk about today. So we're not going to be the last generation to go through a crisis, to go through a pandemic, to go through a famine, uh, a famine. but God is still good in the midst of it. God is still King of Kings and Lord of Lords, and we've got to give him praise. we got to learn how to open our mouth and acknowledge him and say, yes, God, you you are still good in the midst of it, that I've not lost my praise in the midst of it. God is good. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, somebody. Come on, somebody. Praise God. This is times when I wish... <laughs> I know people got background noise, but this is times when I wish we could just all unmute and give God a praise so you're not just hearing me. I don't know. Can, can we do that? I don't know. If you don't have any background noise, it's good that you're writing it, but we need to hear it sometimes. We need to hear other people saying, praise God. We need to hear somebody else saying, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Good. Somebody took my clue. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody Hallelujah. give God praise today. Hallelujah. That in the midst of it. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Awesome, can't hear me. The phone's back on mute. You are good, Lord. Back on mute. You are good, Lord. Go back on mute. Woo! Thank you, Lord. That's what I'm talking about. Cause some.
that. You need to release. Okay? That sounded so good. It, it, it might have sounded a little bit weird, <laughs> a little bit funny, but it's good when we can still praise God together. Okay? I, we, they've not taken away our praise. All right? They might have said, okay, you can't gather together, but we still can praise God. We still can lift God up. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So come on, let's just, oh, I just give God praise for that. I said, that sounded so good. And, and we just thank you. Thank you. I know it might seem a little weird. You know, everybody's doing things differently. You know, people, some people are going to the church and recording. Some people are, uh, are, are recording from home like me. <laughs> everybody's doing it differently. And, and for me, it's just like, I, I, I want to be home cause you're home and I want to just come right into your living room, your dining room, your, you know, your bedroom. That sounds kind of weird, <laughs> wherever you are and, and bring the word because that's where God is saying, I'm right where you are. All right. I'm right where you are. Cause sometimes in, in, in the olden days, and, and, and back in the New Testament times, they went from house to house. They went house to house and had church. They went from house to house and praised God. So I'm coming into your house. So I thank you for allowing me into your house to praise God together today. And so this is how we're doing it. It's just, you know, just a little talk today. We're going to have some talk and, and communicate. Last uh, week, we opened up uh, a series talking about moving beyond, moving beyond that I really believe in this time that God is raising up leaders, leaders. Uh, God is raising up, raising up, developing leaders. And I said, uh, even as I said on last week, just want to give a quick review, especially if you weren't with us, that it's amazing that we'll, you know, we can always, oh, that person's not leading well. That's the person's not a good leader. But yet we don't want to step to the plate and lead. We can always recognize in some ways bad leadership. And, and when someone does something that we don't like, especially if we didn't like the person in the first place. But God is calling us all to some level of leadership, whether it's leading in your family, leading in your community, leading in your school, leading on your job, uh, leading yourself. God is calling you to lead, saying it's time for you to step to the plate. Step up to the batter's box. I know baseball isn't playing, but, but it's time to step up to the batter's box. All right. And, and, and get ready because it's time for you to leave. It's time for you to lead. And, and last week we gave you, we talked about on, on last week, what is a leader? And, and we said that don't, you don't need a title or you don't have to have an extroverted personality, be the extrovert to be a leader. Because a lot of people think just a, uh, a leader is someone with a title. You can have a title and still not be a leader. All right? A leader is supposed to lead. That means they go before or with someone to show the way. And how many of you, you you've gone before people. You've shown someone the way. You were leading. Okay? A leader, we said last week, influences. All right? You have influence on some other people. You have influence on someone. You guide in direction, your course and action. You're a leader. We had people to declare on last week, I am a leader. So we need to declare for you to declare it again and not forget you are a leader. We need leaders. God is looking for leaders and calling leaders to rise 
up. And whatever sphere of influence that God has given to you, he's saying it's time for you to rise up. We're going to get into that today. We gave you some traits of a leader. Seven traits of a leader from Genesis chapter 39. We were talking about Joseph. Let me just quickly review that. Uh, leader, traits of a leader are production, meaning they produce. They get the job done. No matter what's going on, you got to get the job. Joseph had to get the job done despite um, his circumstances, despite being in prison. He still had to produce. He still had to get the job done. People skills. You got to connect with other people. All right. Joseph had to connect with the, with the warden. He had to connect with the Pharaoh, the king. Joseph had to connect with people. Perseverance. Have to be faithful despite the circumstances. We had some disruption last week with my sound and everything else going. I uh, couldn't hear me and everything else. And, and, and uh, so, but still had to persevere, get something new, shut down, start up. It's going to happen. Unexpected stuff will happen, but you got to persevere. A leader must persevere. Leaders got to work on your personal appearance. Take care of yourself. Self-care is important. It talked about Joseph and, and, and him maintaining himself despite not being in the best circumstances, but he still maintained himself. Talk about getting rest. There's nothing wrong with getting rest. I uh, talked about also uh, proven, meaning you're going through the character test. You are going to be tested. A leader will be tested. Uh, and we talked about number six was perceptive. Okay, leader must be perceptive, meaning you got to have insight and foresight. You got to be able to see inside of a situation and then see the long term. All right, foresight, be able to see beyond. And then you've got to have perspective. You got to have God, you got to pray for the right perspective, mental and spiritual perspective. So today, we're moving on from, from, from Joseph, and I want to talk about Joshua. Joshua. I could stay in Joseph all the time. I just love Joseph, but we're going to move to Joshua, give you somebody new to talk about. So let's go to Joshua chapter one. I'm going to read verses one through nine uh, from the NIV. Joshua chapter one, verses one through nine. It says, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses is aid. Moses, my servant is dead. Now then, you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I'm about to give them to the Israelites. I will give you every place where you set your foot, as I promised Moses. Your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon and from the great river, the Euphrates, all the Hittite country to the Mediterranean Sea in the west. No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. So be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night, 
so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. For have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not fear. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord, your God, will be with you wherever you go. Let me say that again. Be strong and courageous. This is the season that God is calling us to be strong and courageous, to be a strong leader in your home, be a courageous leader uh, on your job, uh, to be uh, strong and great. Do not be afraid. There are going to be times of fear, but don't be afraid. I know that sounds weird, but it's the truth. There's going to be times when you are afraid because you don't know what's next. You don't know what's next for your job. You don't know sometimes what, what's going to happen, when we're going to get back out. But the Lord is saying today, do not be afraid. Hear me. Do not be discouraged. It's easy in this day that we are living in right now in this quarantine, um, in, the, in this midst of this coronavirus, to get discouraged. All right? And I'm going to deal with this a little bit. And, and what the Lord is saying, don't be afraid. Don't be discouraged. Why? For I, the Lord, your God, your God, it's personal. It's personal. The Lord is saying, I'm your God. The Lord, your God, will be with you wherever you go. I told you this is moving beyond part two. And, and I started this talking about moving beyond because in the midst of this crisis that we are in, this pandemic, this plague, this pestilence, whatever you want to call it, it is called, it has caused a crisis in our world, in our country. It's caused a crisis. And I want to define for you crisis today. I want to define for you crisis. So I want you to look at this crisis. What is a crisis? A crisis is an emotionally significant event or radical change of status in a person's life. It's an emotionally significant event, or it's a radical change of, of, of your status in a person's life. You can go from nothing to something in a crisis. You can go from something to nothing in a crisis. All it takes is one crisis. A crisis is also an unstable or it's a crucial time or state of affairs in which a decisive change is impending. It's, it's an unstable time. We right now are in an unstable time. The economics are unstable. Very unstable. All right? Uh, this country is in an unstable place in which a decisive change is impending. There's changes that are coming. There are changes uh, that are, that are uh, on the horizon. So we're in crisis. Crisis is also a dramatic emotional or circumstantial upheaval in a person's life. It's a dramatic 
It's drama. <laughs> it's drama. It's dramatic drama, though. It's not just the ordinary drama. This is, this is significant drama. It's emotional. It's, it's, it's a, dramatic, a dramatic emotional or circumstantial upheaval. It's causing upheaval in your life. Some of you have lost uh, hours. So you've lost some income. Uh, your income is not. Some of you were doing things. Your job is, some of you, your job has been extinct. It's, it's, it's been furloughed. It's been, some of you have been laid off. It's causing upheaval. It's crisis. It's crisis. Crisis is also a definition, a turning point. Crisis is a turning point. It's a turn that's about to happen, a change. In the scriptures, the Bible is full of stories of people facing a crisis. And today we want to deal with one person, Joshua, and the people of Israel, because they are in, quote unquote, crisis. They are in a dramatic emotional uh, upheaval, circumstantial upheaval. They are in an emotionally significant event or radical change of status to Joseph's life. This is an unstable uh, state of affairs that they are living in right now, which is causing for some decisive change to where they're at. So let me just give you some quick background as we get into this word. The people of Israel, for years, were suffering in Egypt. They were in bondage. They were in slavery. God raised up a leader, a deliverer named Moses, to deliver the people. He brought the people out of bondage. They went through many things before they even got out. Pharaoh, the king, would not let them free. Finally, they got out of bondage. They got out of slavery. And then they ended up wandering in the wilderness. And they would murmur. They complained to their leader, all right, saying, why'd you bring us out of Egypt? You should have left us back where we were. We were better off in bondage. We were better off in slavery. Why did you bring us out to be in the wilderness wandering? There were times when, you know, uh, they didn't have no water. Times were like, we didn't have no food. Well, at least we were in slavery, but at least we had food. At least we were in slavery and just complaining and just, oh, just, just fussing about everything. So they wanted for years, year after year after year after year. And it got to the point where one day when they were out of water and they complained to Moses again and Moses went to God and said, these people that you gave me are fussing again, complaining again. They just, and, and so God said, Moses, I want you to speak to the rock this time before you striked it, but now I want you to speak and the water's gonna come forth, speak to the rock. Moses went back to the people, people still complaining. Moses got so upset that he disobeyed God. And instead of speaking to the rock, he struck it. Water came, he got results, but he was still disobedient. Let me say this, you can get results, but still disobey God, but still, get the right result. I know that sounded weird, huh? Did you get that? You can get a right result, but still be disobedient to God. 
Moses struck a rock. Water came out, which is what they wanted. They wanted water, but he disobeyed God. The result was good. They got water. But the process to how he got the water wasn't good. So it's not just the results we got to be concerned about. We got to be concerned about the process to getting the results. Mm, hear me today. Hear me today. Because when you, when everybody's complaining, when you're in the midst of crisis, you can, all you can care about sometimes is getting results. And you want to get, oh, I got to get, I got to get results. I got to, because the leader produces. But it's how you produce that also matters. Did you obey God in the process? Did you obey God in what he asked you to do to get the results? You can get a result, but it's not how God wanted you to get it. Oh, y'all need to hear me today. And so that's why it, I believe God is just saying, look, some of the stuff, how you've been doing things in the past, you've been getting results, but it's not been how I wanted you to get the results. You've been disobeying me, but still getting the results and figuring everything is good. We've been getting results, God. We look, look at God. We're achieving. We're doing this. We're, 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 we're progressing it. God said, yeah, you're getting results, but it's not the way I told you to get those results. So now God was, he told Moses, okay, you didn't obey me. So you're not going to see the promised land that I promised. You're not going to see it. So he said, I'm going to raise up Joshua and Caleb because they obeyed. And, I'm, let me, I'm, and, and, and they stuck to their word. They will see the promised land. But Moses, I cannot let you see the promised land because you disobeyed. Thank God for Jesus in the times that we're living in, that God gives us second, third, and fourth chances. Because there are times when we have disobeyed. We got a result. But the process wasn't right. Mm. Y'all getting this? Y'all getting this? So now, here it is. The children of Israel are facing a crisis because their leader is dead. The only leader they have known since they left bondage is dead. Let me give you this about a crisis. Because the process matters of how we deal with the crisis. All right? So in this crisis, crisis calls for response. Let me put that up now. You can show that. Crisis calls for a response. Crisis calls for a response. When a crisis happens... Either you're going to lead it in it or you're just going to sit down and fuss and complain. Some response is going to happen in a crisis. Mm. And in order to respond appropriately to the crisis, you got to understand the problem. You got to understand the situation. You got to understand what's going on. What is going on? And, and this is where God tells Moses, tells Joshua, Moses is dead. This is what's going on. And, but I need a response. 
the leader who brought you this far is no longer around. What you going to do now? Crisis calls for a response. How are we going to respond to this crisis? Are we just going to sit down? Are we just going to fuss and complain and murmur that things aren't going in our way? Things aren't going right. We're complaining about the president. We don't like the way he's leading. We're complaining about this. We don't like this. We don't like that. Crisis calls for a response. Calls for a response. That's why we get mad. We don't like, we don't like, sometimes we don't like what the president, how he's responding to the crisis. We don't, he's responding, but we don't like the response, but it, cause it calls for a response. Whether you like it or not, you got to respond. Ah, somebody get this. How are you going to respond to the crisis? I'm going to take you down further, but I got to give you this. This is, this is how we got to deal with the crisis. This is, this is stuff that's happened to us. This is causing upheaval in our lives. It's caused us to be out of balance. How do we respond to this crisis? We got to respond to it. The crisis, number two, it tests our faith. Will you prevail to the end? Our faith is tested during a crisis. Because in the midst of this, are we going to trust God or are we going to say, you know what? Corona's going to win. Uh, this, this virus is going to win. Uh, uh, you know, we just might as well just give up. Are we going to trust God in the middle of our crisis? It's testing our faith. Any crisis that you go through is going to test your faith. Not just this, because look, this is not going to be the last crisis you face. It will not be the last one. Some of you have already gone through crisis in your life. How have you responded? It's tested your faith. Many people in the Bible, they went through crisis. Job went through a crisis. And Job went through a crisis. Job got sick, sick unto death. Job's family died. His children died. Crisis, upheaval, causing upheaval in his life, caused discord in his marriage. Oh, come on, somebody. Crisis tested his faith. His friends, his believers, his Christian friends turned their back on him. Talked about him. Crisis will test your faith. Mm, are you hearing me? Are you hearing me today? Especially when people turn on you that you believed or thought was going to be in your corner. Christus tests your faith. But you can trust that God is in control of your situation. Or we can refuse to follow God's will and say, nope, I'm going to do my own way. I'm going to do my own process because it's testing your faith. As I said, Moses had always been the one that the people looked to. Now it's Joshua's turn. It's a turning point. Crisis is a turning point. It's testing, it's testing Moses's, it's testing Joshua's faith, and it's going to test the people's faith. The last thing I want to give you, crisis produces opportunities. 
Crisis produces opportunities. Come on, somebody, get this in your spirit. Crisis produces opportunities. What's the opportunity? It's an opportunity for innovation, to introduce something new, to make changes. It's a time to not just to sit there and no, this is the time to introduce something new. This crisis that we are facing, it's time for innovation. It's time for inno, innovative thinking, new thinking. Ah, uh, y'all hearing me? It's calling for innovation. It's calling for activation. Crisis produces opportunities. It's an opportunity for innovation. It's an opportunity for activation, to be active, to cause one to function, to cause one's giftings to rise to the top. cause you to be activated. You've been, there's stuff that's been imparted into you. And during the crisis is when it can rise. Wow. Innovation, activation, and adaptation. Crisis produces opportunities. It's the opportunity for innovation. It's the opportunity for activation. And it's the opportunity for adaptation. What do I mean? to adjust oneself to different conditions and environment. Am I going to adapt? Am I going to adjust? This is producing an opportunity for me to adapt now to this environment, to adapt to this condition. And if I'm adapting, then, okay, you know what? I can be innovative. I can, be, I can, I can activate some different skills that I have that I never got to use. They showed on... Um, I was watching news, it was yesterday, and they talked about Hasbro. Hasbro. They make the, the toys they make, uh, the games, Scrabble, Monopoly, uh, I, can't, I don't know what else, all them games Hasbro makes. And the governor of Massachusetts was, um, the governor of Massachusetts was visiting the Hasbro company because they took some of their people, some of their people are not working, but they said they took just, I don't know how many, I don't know, maybe 20, 30 people. And what they did was, okay, we can't mass produce the Scrabble, the Monopoly, so we're going to be innovative. We're going to activate people to do something different. We're going to adapt. We're going to make uh, the mask and we'll make shields. And they showed these people producing, doing stuff differently. The company was not built to do this. Hope somebody's getting this. They weren't established to make masks. They weren't established to do face shields. They weren't, they weren't established for that purpose. But the crisis produced an opportunity for them to be innovative, for them to activate, and for them to adapt. Ah, come on, somebody. They didn't just sit there and say, okay, you know what? We can't do nothing. We're not going to do nothing. No, this is producing an opportunity. Let, you know what? Train these people. I, I can, I've got some folks. We can do this. And they said they just need, they don't need, their whole company is not there, but they just need, but they're doing, they're providing uh, a, a resource. They're providing a need. They're filling a need. 
If I'm to add something to this crisis, it's that saying about somebody said, I think it was Apostle Thornton when he was preaching uh, to us last year. We were created to solve a problem. A crisis produces opportunities for you to solve a problem. Not be a problem. Oh, come on, somebody. Not for you to be a problem. Solve a problem. What's the problem that, that I can solve, that I can be innovative and activate and adapt to? What's a problem that I can solve during this crisis? Why can I use my gifts and my skills and my talents that God has given me? Crisis produces an opportunity. I'm praying today that eyes will be open, that, that you will be innovative, that you will activate, you will adapt to this situation, to this crisis that our country, that our world is facing and not just sit there. Oh, glory to God. That's going, it's going to cause for you. You can take this, this slide down now. It's going to cause for you. You know how you're going to, to produce opportunities? You know how you, this is going to happen? You got to get tuned in. How's this going? You got to get tuned into God. Somebody write tuned in, tuned in, tuned in, T-U-N-E-D, tuned in, tuned in, tuned in. Come on, somebody write it in the chat. Somebody write it on fast Facebook. Tune in, tune in, tune in, tune in, tune in, tune in. What's that mean, Pastor, to tune in? Tune in means I, I've got I've to get a signal. I've got to receive, I've got to hear the voice of God. I've got to tune into what God is saying. God speaks in a crisis to those who are tuned in. My God, come on, hear me. God will speak in the midst of a crisis, but we got to tune in. Because otherwise, we can allow the crisis, the noise, because everybody's talking. Do this, do that. We need to do this. We need to open. We need to, we need to not open yet. No, it's not time. We need to, everybody. Oh, and, and, and we can tune God out. Woo. I need somebody to hear me today. Holy Ghost, hear me. Tune in is to, to get the proper signal. Because in the midst of this crisis, either we can tune in or we can tune God out and, and allow the circumstance, allow the crisis, allow the pandemic, allow whatever is affecting your life to overwhelm you. Jesus. It says after, verse number one, after the death. When you break down that word death in, in the Hebrew, it says after, it means pestilence. What we're facing now is pestilence. <laughs> Glory to God. After the pestilence, after the death, God spoke to Joshua now. And he says, Moses, my servant is dead. Now, now, now to me, now, Lord, why you need to say something so obvious? <laughs> See, that's why we tune God out, because God sometimes states the obvious because he's stating it for a purpose. He says, Moses, he starts off, Moses, my servant is dead. God is doing this for a reason, I believe. He's doing it because 
He's given Joshua and the people, but more so Joshua, the leader. He says, I'm giving you permission to acknowledge the death or the loss and to grieve. Because someone that he loved, someone that he respected, someone that he helped, all right, is dead. And so God basically put it out there. Moses is dead. I get it. I give you permission to feel and to grieve. If we're going, if we're going to move beyond in this crisis, the Lord says, I need you to tune into me, right? Tune into my voice. Because there are some things that I need to tell you are dead. Mm. And I need to give you permission to feel, permission to grieve. Grieve that loss. Because there's some stuff that was going on before Corona, before this pandemic that God says you didn't grieve, that you never acknowledged was dead. Oh, come on, somebody. You better hear me. <laughs> you better hear me. You didn't, you didn't acknowledge. You, God says, I'm giving you permission to feel and to grieve that loss, that failed business, the marriage that, that disintegrated. You failed a test, whether it be at school, you failed, you, you, you didn't pass it, failed relationship. You made a mistake, you, it, something, and God is saying, this is your opportunity. I'm telling you, it's dead. Grieve it. Mm. You didn't get the promotion. You didn't get hired. You didn't get accepted to the school. You didn't get the loan you wanted. We need to acknowledge something is dead and to tune in, tune in. The Lord is saying, look, I, I need to say this to you. Acknowledge going back to business as usual is dead. Grieve it. Oh, glory to God. I, I watched yesterday on the news when some states uh, opened up, I think it was Georgia, and some people went back to work. They had on masks. They had on gloves. The business was open, but it wasn't business as usual. They weren't letting people in as like, like they used to, but they said, I still, I'll, I'll open it. I'm opening. But it wasn't business as usual. We need to grieve and say, you know what? Business as usual, how we were doing it before Corona is dead. I know you don't want to hear it, but I got to say it to you. Are y'all hearing me today? We're not going back. Church is not going to be church for a long time. And I have to acknowledge that. <laughs> We're not going to be able to come in and, and sit so close. And it's, it's, it's dead. And for me to not, God, God is saying, Lorraine, business as usual is dead. Church as usual is dead. I need to grieve it. I need to acknowledge it's died. Normal is dead. Life as we knew it. But see, but God says, I kind of want to bring you into a new normal. And before you can get into a new normal, you got to acknowledge the old normal has died. You got to acknowledge there's been a death. Somebody hear me today? You got to acknowledge 
It's a new normal. But before you can get to the new normal, you got to acknowledge something has died. There are companies that are saying, there are companies uh, 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 that are saying that, you know, like, wow, there's more productivity from my people working remotely than they were working in the office. So if, if the productivity, so some companies might say, you know what? I'm not going back. I might not need to have the, the quote unquote physical building or maybe use that for some other means. Crisis is an opportunity to innovate, to do, to for something new. But in order for the something new to come, you got to acknowledge something has died. You got to acknowledge that there's been a loss. You've got to grieve it. And then let me move you from there. You got to grieve it and let it go. Because that's what we don't do. We'll grieve but not let go. We'll still hold on. We, we want to hold on. Oh, I, I, I'm not saying you're not supposed to miss church. I'm not supposed to say you're not supposed to miss certain things. But we got to let go of some things so that God can get us into the new. The promise. What's better. But he can't do that if you're still holding on and you won't let go of the old. You won't grieve. You won't acknowledge Moses is dead and he's not coming back. Whew. Yes, I said it. He dead. He's not coming back. <laughs> he dead. He's not coming back. It's hard. Acknowledge it. Grieve. Grieve. But let it go. trying to go back to the way things were. Let it go. Why do you think they didn't open up school? It says school is done. Because it's like, look, we acknowledge we cannot go back to the way we were doing school. So we've got to be innovative. We, we've got to be uh, adapt. We, we've got to come up with something, uh, activate something else, because we can't go back and we're not ready to do it yet. So we got to grieve. Let people, let the children grieve. Let the teachers grieve. We, okay, school is dead as we, okay, we not go. Because until they find a cure, are you all hear me? Until they find a cure, life as we knew, we're not going back to normal. Whew. But some of us can't move beyond because we're still grieving something. We're still holding on. The Lord can't get us to the new thing. He can't get us to the party. He can't get us to the after party until we let go of the old. He can't get us to the after until there's been a death. After the death, God spoke. After God did something, God moved. After. But something's got to die. Something you've got to let go of. Got to let go. So let me ask you this today. What do you need to grieve? What do you need to acknowledge has died? Huh? What do you need to grieve? What do you need to acknowledge has died? Relationship, that business. What do you need to grieve? It says, you know what? That's no, that's, that's not going to happen right now. That's not happening. 
What do you need to let go of? What do you need to let go of that you're still holding on to? What do you need to let go of today? Come on, some of you. What do you need to let go of? I'm almost done. I'm going to finish this. Now. I'm going to pick it up next week. But what do you need to let go of? Come on, write some things in this chat. Come on, write some things. I can't see it on Facebook yet, but write some things. What, what do you need to let go of? Nobody's talking. No one won't be here. Come on, what do you need to let go of? What do you need to grieve? Some of you need to grieve. What do you need to grieve? What do you need to let go of? Past relationships. Come on, speak truth here. Come on, come on. What do you need to, expecting perfection. Come on, that's it. Come on. What do you need to let go of? Past relationships. Come on. What do you need to let go of? What do you need to grieve? What do you need to let go of? Life changes. That's good. What was supposed to be. That's right. Come on, come on. Past relationships again. Come on. What do you need to grieve? Or what do you need to let go of? Come on. Y'all need to be honest today. Y'all need to be honest. God can't get you into something new because you're still holding on. Former positions. Good. Childhood hurts. Good. Expectations I set for others. Good. What you need to let go of. You need to let go of some things. You need to grieve. It's not coming back. Disappointments. Yes. Yes. Disappointments. You need to grieve it and let it go so God can get you into something new and better. But he can't do it if you still hold it on. Pain. Yes. Come on. Family hurt. Come on. That's it. Come on, y'all. Fear. Disappointment. Mistakes that were made, how I thought my future should look. That Oh, come on, somebody. How you thought your future should look. That's good. Hurts. Yes. We got to grieve those hurts, and then we got to let them go. Expectations. Yes. Come on. Come on, some folks. Let's be real about this thing. Some of you thought you would missed opportunities. Oh, yes. Come on. Missed opportunities. Old rejections. Yes. Fear. Yes. It's a good one. Fear. Grieve it, acknowledge it, and let it go. Where I thought I'd be by now. I was just about to say that somebody. Where I thought I would be by now. Let it go. Grieve it. I'm not, no, I'm not there. I'm not at that place. I thought I'd be further ahead. I thought I'd be doing this. I thought I'd be doing that. But I'm not. Acknowledge it. Recognize it and let it go. Because it's holding you back and it's holding God back. Because you're not then being able to be tuned in to what God is saying to where he wants to take you. Uh, expectations, perfection. Oh, that's a good perfection. Oh, man. Perfection is, is robbing some of us. Perfection. Because we, got, we, got we want everything to be right. To be, <laughs> you know, that line upon line. <laughs> Want it perfect. Somebody write, write on Facebook. People write past relationships, family pain, disappointment. Yes. Grieve it. Mistakes. Yes. What? What do you need to let go of? Because you're still holding on to some of this. And until we're real, until we're honest, that's why the first words God said Moses is dead. <laughs> Broken promises. Come on, somebody. Moses is dead. I said, Lord, that's obvious. You don't need to know. I need to ignore. I need it. I want to put it out there. I want to say it because Joshua, it needs to be acknowledged. You need, you need to acknowledge it. You need to grieve it and then let it go. Why do you need to grieve? 
What, what needs to die? What do you need to let go of? Then 13. He didn't leave it there. All right? He didn't stop there. He says, Moses, my servant is dead. Now then, you and all these people, get ready. Woo! Get ready. Another translation says, arise. Get ready. Get ready to cross. Get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I'm about to give you. Get ready. Wow. We got to get tuned in. We got to get tuned in. Tune into God. This is the time and a season for you individually and for you as a family to get tuned into God. Uh, some of y'all are still writing abandonment. Ah, uh, that's good. That's good. Betrayal. Being rejected. Yes. Feelings of rejection. Yes. Hope deferred. Oh, come on, somebody. It's what you need to let go, what you need to grieve. And then get ready. Get up. You grieved, you let it go, now you got to get up. Somebody say, get up. I know here to say it. Somebody write, get up. <laughs> Somebody write, get up. Come on, get up. Get up. Get up. Get up. Get up. Get up. I'm speaking to you today. Get up. I'm prophesying to you. Get up. Arise. Joshua, time has come for you to get up and to lead. Woo. Get up and lead. Move from this place to where I'm taking you. Get up. Don't stay down here. Get up. Well, I'm not doing this no more. Oh, yeah. Oh, get up. Woe is me. Get up. I don't know about my job. Get up and innovate. Get up and activate and adapt. Get up. What is God calling you into? What is the new God wants to get to into your hands? But he can't get it because you're still stuck in the old. You won't face the new reality. Get up. Get ready to cross over. Get ready to transition. But you got to get tuned in so you can transition. You will not transition. You will not cross over until you tune in. Tune in to God. This is a season to tune in. Get Lord, Lord. Okay, you know what? You, you quiet things down. Let me shut some things so I can, I can have more time to hear you, God. What's the Lord calling you to do? What's the Lord put inside of you to do? To create that you need to be innovated about. We serve the creator. And so in our DNA is creative ability. So get up and create. Get up and innovate. Let me say this. I said this on some of it on Friday night at the prayer. You need to grieve. You don't have the money. Stop saying I don't have money to do it. You might even lost some investments through this crisis, everything. 
All right? Breathe it. Okay, I'll get the money. Let it go. Now, what do I need to do to get up and get ready for? God, you, you said I could still do it. Money will follow. But what do I got to get up? What do I got to get up and do? Somebody said, right. Praise God. Somebody need to write. I hear you. I, starting to write myself. Lord said, get up, Lorraine. Get up. Grieve that old stuff and let it go. Recognize what's on the inside. Recognize the leader I put in you. I'm talking to somebody today. I'm talking to you today. Get up. You've been created to solve a problem. Created to innovate. Lord, shift my thinking. Moses is dead. You're calling me to lead this people, God, into the land. I promise. Because why? The people weren't where God wanted them to be. Joshua, you're not where I need you to be. I want you to get up and lead. Get in front and lead. But I need you to grieve, let it go, and get up. Let me ask you this. After the quarantine, after you come out of quarantine, being in lockdown, what's next? After the quarantine, I didn't say after Corona. Did you hear me? I said after the quarantine, after the, the lockdown, what's next? What's next? Business as usual. I heard some churches talking about the, uh, that when they start back up, they're, going, they're not starting back up the regular way. Because most likely we won't be able to because it's got to go in phases. Who knows how long these phases are going to be there? They're talking about, okay, yeah, we might have a summer. Look at how cold it's been. This is April. It's freezing out there, right? And then uh, uh, we get a summer, and, and they're praying that in the summer, they don't know for sure if this corona is going to die down. Then, then we get right back into fall or in the winter. Flu season starts back up, corona back up. They ain't got no vaccine. They ain't got no cure. So we're looking to go back to church and having all them people packed in. And then you go have some people, I ain't going back there. <laughs> some of you already, oh, no, today I ain't doing that. <laughs> right? Some people are at risk. So, so I can't stay in the state. God is saying, get up. That's my word for today. I, I want, I, I, I finish this next week because we're moving beyond. But I got to get you today to ask yourself, what am I grieving? What do I need to let go of? And what is God telling me to get up and do? What is God put inside of me? And he says, get up, get ready. Take this people and cross over. What is God saying? This is your transition season. This is time to transition. That's right. Somebody said ribbon cutting ceremony. This is your ribbon. We're going to cut the ribbon. When we after Corona, I mean, after the quarantine, what's going, what's next? 
after you come out of quarantine? What's next? If you don't get ready now, if you don't let go of some things now, if you don't grieve now, you're going to end up doing the same old thing, trying to, and then grieving and then upset. Some of you've lost a, some of you've lost some income. Some of you've lost a job. Okay, what what what's God saying do next? What does God say? Okay, how how I want to provide for you? What do I what do I need to do? What is God saying for you to do? Some of you are out of work. Okay, you know what? I'm skilled in this. You know what? I can still do something. I can still get a little income. You know what? I can help folks do this. All I need is the internet. What do you need? You gotta get tuned in. You gotta get tuned in. Are y'all hearing me this morning, this afternoon? I'm done. I want to wrap this up. This is crisis provides opportunity. That crisis of Moses dying was an opportunity for Joshua to arise into leadership, to get up and to lead. What is God calling you to do? What's God calling you to do? What's he saying after quarantine? What next? What's next for you? I'm done today. What's next? What's next? What's next? What's next? You got to operate in faith. It's testing your faith. What's next? I'm declaring I'm going to arise and I'm going to shine. That's my statement of faith. I'm going to rise and I'm going to shine. What's your statement of faith to get up? What's your statement of faith? Come on, type it in. I'm rising and shining. Somebody wrote, I'm going to step up to the next level. Good. Somebody wrote, do more and love more. Come on, somebody. What's your statement of faith? I'm going to rise and shine. God is saying, okay, get up. Get up. You got to have faith to get up and to get ready. What's your faith statement that you're declaring? I'm going to handle business. Come on, somebody. Come on. What's your faith statement? No more striving. I will thrive. Oh, good. Come on, y'all. Come on. That's it. What's your faith statement that God is speaking to you? What's your faith statement for your family? Your family, okay, we got to grieve this. We can't go back to the way things were. No, we can't go back to the way we were communicating. We can't go back to the, to the old business. Okay, we got to grieve that. We got to let it go. And now we got to get up. What is it? What is it? Resting in Jesus. Finish work. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Type some things in. What's going to be your statement? I'm going to get up and I'm going to declare. I'm going. I'm going to keep it moving through the storm. Yes, I will face each day. Yes, God hide from Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Kingdom Empowerment Center's Empowerment Podcast. For more information, go to www.kecmass.org or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at KECMass.